I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh boy, I'm really looking for something cool to do in Australia at the moment. Hey man, um, I know a couple of things you could do. Yeah? Are you going to be in Brisbane by chance anytime I soon? I think I won't, but I've got friends there. <laughs> well, maybe you should tweet or tell your friends that Cameron James will be there from March 13 to 19 doing his show at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. And when I say he, I mean me. I Ooh. am Cameron James. I've heard he's funny. I've heard he's the next big thing. It's me. You can just say you. <laughs> okay, you. <laughs> uh, also, I'll be in Melbourne for the Melbourne Comedy Festival from the end of March to the end of April doing every single night except for Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So go to alist.com.au to get tickets. Please come along. It'll be so much fun to hang out with you and I'll make you laugh for an hour, I promise. And I also am hosting Greenlights Comedy Nights on the 31st of March. It's a Friday night at the Gaelic Club. It's only 10 bucks. It's in Sydney, baby. And it is headlined by the madman himself, John Conway. Oh, that'll be fun. I wish I could be there, but unfortunately, I'll be doing my thing. I will miss you. I'll promise to try and miss you. Thank you. <laughs> On to the show! It's my check! It's my check! The podcast! Good morning, horny babies. I'm holding the microphone stand. Good morning, <laughs> Vietnam style right now. Robin Williams, the genie, RIP. But this is not about you, Rob, so chill out, bruv. This show is all about Mike Myers. You're listening to Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the only podcast where two comedians watch every single film in the Mike Myers filmography just to check if it's still good. And so far... Pretty cool. So far, quite shagadelic, baby. (laughs) I'm Cameron James, and that voice, the dulcet tones you just heard then belong to none other than Alexi Teleopolis. How are you, Lex? I'm extremely cool. Thank you so much for asking. And how are you? I'm pretty sexy, actually, to be honest. So far, doing pretty good today. Yeah, if we only need the third element, which is funny. Hopefully that comes along Mm -hmm. sometime soon. We're sitting in the Mike Czech Republic. It's a rainy day in Sydney, New South Wales. Australia, uh, and we are here to talk about Mike Myers. Yes, usually we talk about movies of Mike Myers, but today we're doing something a little bit different. Today we're going to talk, well I would like to talk specifically about the character of Austin Powers, Mm -hmm. perhaps 
the notion of a character actor. Yes. And maybe where comedy comes from when it comes to characters. And we've got an expert in that field. I like to think of us as Mike historians. Sure. Can I just go back for one second yes. and just change what you said to Shrexbert? Yes, we, <laughs> we do have a Shrexbert in, the, in our midst today. Uh, Cameron and I are more academically based in the Mike Myers arts. We analyze his films. We're fans mm-hmm. and there may be a little bit of uh, him within us. We are Mike's tykes. But we're talking today to someone who I think shares a lot of Mike's DNA when it comes to being a performer. They are a wonderful dude, an actor, comedian, a rock star. We're talking to Dave Eastgate today. Hey! hey. Party on, Cam. Party on, Dave. Party on, Alexi. Thank you, dude. I am so horny. Oh, yeah, I could tell. Oh, man. You've tucked it up. <laughs> I am the horniest of babies. That's true, right you are. And you know, here's yeah. a fun fact for you, Dave. We, uh, When we first started this podcast, your name was before we even did a first episode, mm. your name was one of the very few first names that we had when yep. we were like, we need to get Dave Eastgate oh. on the podcast. And it has taken us a lot longer than we thought it would. And for that, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's partly my fault. You've been busy. I'm I'm huge now. Yeah, you're you made big, it. I'm too big for this. <laughs> yeah, you're slumming it. Which is fair enough. You're yeah. allowed to slum it down mm, here with us. Mm, mm. But thanks for taking the time. Oh, out. I'm so stoked to be here. And Dude. you guys know. You guys know how horny I am right now. Like this is. <laughs> We're in the room. We can feel it. We can see it. <laughs> I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the pheromones, Mister Escape. I've been listening to this podcast. I love it. I love Mike. I love the horny babies. I love it all. I just love it all. And uh, and you, I, I was so stoked when I got a shout out in like the first episode. Oh, was, we're fa- oh, the Japanese. Oh, of the course. Japanese thing. Oh, I want to talk about that yeah. again. But first, we'll get to that. Later. I'd like let's, to begin. Let, let's begin at the beginnings, which is what is your relationship like to Mike? Look, I want to. I I, I kind of felt like I wanted to teach you guys a few things because mm-hmm. you're so you. <laughs> it was you weren't there, really, really. Like you really weren't. That's there. true. Like, That's true. It's true. Know, we yeah, never I, lived in a world before Mike. You didn't really live in. You don't know pre-Mike. What it was like. Mm. Oh my God. It was, yeah. it was mm. dark. It was gloomy. Why don't you tell us People about that? People were sad. Everyone was talking about was... bloody Hicks, weren't they? Oh, Bill Hicks. Oh, Bill Hicks. Before Mike Rob, come and change I mean, the Robin game. Robin Williams. Yeah. You know. R.I.P. Tragically, R. R. we Tragic. lost him. Um, Rock and Robin is the, uh, is the podcast I want to do about Robin Williams. <laughs> just, me, just me rocking out and talking about Robin Williams. Um <laughs> And you've uh, met that great man, Robin I have. I, had, I did a gig with him in King's Cross in 2010. He was a beautiful, beautiful can you, man. Can you believe that you didn't even have to drop that name just then? No. Yeah. Alexi no, dropped I did it. Oh, my God. See? <laughs> that was, I was so glad you said yeah. that. What was I going to do? Not let it happen? Just go, yeah, he's cool. I go, ah, oh, you know firsthand he's cool. <laughs> So you remember um, a world So yeah, so look, I, we, we, uh, you know, listening to Hamish Blade talk about it, uh, I really related because, you know, it, like, so pre-Wayne's World, I, I thought I'd mention this as well. We had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm-hmm. and yep. Bodacious Journey. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was kind of the benchmark there. And, and, and so I'm not just a comedy nerd, but I am a, I'm a proper heavy metal yeah. nerd and a proper rock and roller and I, I that's and that's what spoke to me about Bill and Ted mm. and by God that's what spoke to me about Wayne's World oh my God that was the most amazing thing that had ever happened to me and, and I was you, 13 years old 13 years old yeah 
I saw it in the cinema. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. 1992. Now, did you know about uh, Mike from SNL or anything at that point? Or was this just something you saw the ads for it? Yeah. Well, see, this is also pre-cable television in Australia. Yeah, 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 sure. So we knew of Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. because we would get the my local video store. You get those best ofs? Yeah, best ofs, mm. you know, Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. and but Eddie Murphy's best of was the one. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the one. The Gumby so, sketches. Oh, my God. Um, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love Buckwheat. <laughs> James Brown. Yeah. Oh, man. James, James Brown's hot tub. So little good. Richard Simmons, one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. So you knew of Saturday Night Live, and, and so I guess when when it came out but we'd never seen mm. any of Wayne's World at all so yeah. to us it was just a movie but like Hamish said like everyone at school was walking around you know everything was swing and hmm. you know psycho hose beast was <laughs> was was a popular term um, and so it was just everyone was just quoting Wayne's World all the mm-hmm. time like when we would you know you'd play cricket on the on the road you know on the street or whatever whenever a car would come by you know game off <laughs> Game on, that whole, you know, so, yeah, oh my God. So Wayne's World was just, yeah, it was huge, man. It changed, it changed, it changed the world. Were you already into like the heavy metal at that point? Mm, yeah, big time. So you're already just, this movie is 100% just speaking to you. Oh my God, just amazing. And and hearing Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time, I'd never heard Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. As a, you know, so whenever I hear that song now, it's, it's not even like I have no reference point yeah. to that pre yeah. as well. Well, because that's that's the thing um, we've talked about this before <clears throat> as well. That because that song reintroduced uh, that film reintroduced <clears throat> that song to a whole new generation, <clears throat> and people like us, we don't we only know Queen retrospectively. <clears throat> yeah. Our parents would have been like, "Oh, this is funny that they're using an old Queen song yeah. in this scene." But for us, that's the definitive. Version. That's of why people Hollywood. sing it at parties. Yeah, to this totally. Day. That's well, it. That was it. Like it didn't get played at at parties prior to that. Yeah, and then suddenly now you it's couldn't a have. Yeah, you couldn't have a party without. Yeah. that happening. It's like and everybody end of the night sort of thing. Happen. Everyone's fully wasted and just screaming along to mm. that song. I still. I still oh, let's have a party tonight and fucking do it. Let's I, do it. Guys, come on, let's have a drink tonight, please. <laughs> I'm dying for one. I think as well what the, your experience <clears throat> with the film it means so much to me to kind of see it this way because when I rewatch the film now as an adult and now becoming a fan of Penelope Spheris in her own right mm. as well, it makes me see why it worked. It's all the groundedness in the mm. film that she brings to her about the true. Uh, feelings of what heavy metal rock is and the subculture of it and that's why I think connected totally. with you so much totally. I think that because, makes me so excited yeah as well I guess around that time you also had Beavis and Butthead yeah mm. um, and and again Beavis and Butthead was hard to get you know this it was like it's so weird when you think back before the internet and what you mm. had to do to mm. get that stuff and 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 often you know I remember TP for my bunghole was like I kind of knew that I knew that before I'd seen it like yeah. that was a it was just something that everybody said you know I'm Cornholio I need TP for my bunghole I still say it and so I could say, <laughs> I still I could say, say it. it totally and like you you would I knew the accent I knew the sketch yeah or the, or the bit and you we would say it all the time before I'd even seen it oh fully you Man, know it's, that's I mean there are versions of that for by the time I was in high school, and mm. people were quoting Napoleon Dynamite and right. yeah, fucking Anchorman and stuff. Barat. 
and Borat, I guess. Yeah, before <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd even seen it, yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, but I, uh, I was wondering if that's the case. If you hadn't really had a chance to get to know Mike Myers as an SNL player, was this movie the first time you would have seen him? Yes. as an actor. Yes. Yeah. Far yes. Out. And Dana Carvey as well. Yeah. And so my, I, I had a best mate at school, and he. Was, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> Mum and dad awesome. were so... That was really happy. <laughs> I came home, I said, I've got a best Guys, mate. sit down. <laughs> Guys, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> he's fully real <laughs> and he's fully fucking cool. <laughs> uh, but he... Uh, I was blonde and he was brunette. Yes. And he kind of had... A, he's kind of had a, a Mike kind of vibe. Yeah. And so it was as if... You know, like I would imagine us as yeah. as as Wayne and yeah. God. You, know you were the I mean? Garth was in your Garth. fantasy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, big time. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Did you ever like draw pictures of stuff like that um, of you guys? As yeah, no, I used to draw. I used to actually draw pictures of my bands, like yeah. future yeah. bands, and yeah. me playing in the band, and my and my best mate Parko playing on the drums. Oh, that is that. awesome. Yeah, so big, big step, big revolving drum kits and all that sort of stuff. And, what do you think it was that made you... Um, I always had a goatee, by the way. <laughs> in your drawings. Yeah, in my drawings of myself. Dude, you've got to live your dream. Shave the beard off, leave the chin strap. When I was in high school, I used to draw pictures of my future bands as well. And even though I can't play drums, I, like I play guitar and can and try to sing a little bit, my in the drawings, I was always the drummer. Yeah, and my right. nickname was Sticks. With an X. <laughs> S-T-I-X. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Because oh, my dad was awesome. a drummer and I wanted to be like my dad. But yeah, right. alas, didn't have the rhythm. Wow. Right. When I was a child, I actually drew my own fan fiction of um, uh, the Lindsay Lohan parent trap where <laughs> where I was the little brother that their parents had when they reunited and then we went on another adventure. <laughs> so I guess we all kind of lived We're all pretty dreams. similar. We're yeah. all, we all pretty, actually, pretty similar blokes in this room. <laughs> Actually, I found it a couple of years no, ago, you and actually, I really awoke stuff within me that I totally blocked out of my head. Have you still got it? I think I burned it to get rid of it. It awoke too much of my past that I suppressed. I used to draw pictures of movies starring me and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, because I wanted to be my like cam. A- <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. Of. I was the girl, and he fell in love with me, and then he died. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, I always because you've got a thing about silver chair. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I always wanted to be, um, I because we we had a band in in high school. We were, we were, first we were called Escape Life Live mm-hmm. ELA, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then we changed our name to the much heavier Vortex. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. I so, can fully see that logo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wanted, and I'd seen a child. There was a child heavy metal band in the eighties from <laughs> in America that kind of that kind of broke, and then died in the ass but then i was like guys you know there's a market out there for a teenage <laughs> band you yeah. know vortex is gonna take over the world like <laughs> you know we just need to keep at this and and you know and then Silverchair came out and i was so cut i was so <laughs> dirty i was like fuck those guys <laughs> they did it the novocastrians <laughs> the novocastrians fucking cracked it i cracked just it. want to leave a note for myself later uh, great idea for a children's band, heavy metal type stuff. Marilyn Hansen. <laughs> Just leave that out there for myself. 
Oh, fuck. That's, <laughs> that's fucking Maybe you awesome. could draw some pictures of yeah. Marilyn <laughs> yeah. as well with you playing along. So, okay, I want to know, what do you think made you connect to Mike Myers, especially from seeing Wayne's World? What was it about him as a comedy actor or a presence or whatever that just grabbed you? Man, and Dana, I've got to say, like... Um, just Wayne's World in in, in itself, like because then it came out on video. Then you just would watch it every afternoon. Yeah, it, mm. it was it was there was it was something about the the rock and the comedy that mm. that was just a perfect was, blend. It was a perfect blend, and I just but then later when we did get cable TV and you were able to see the SNL stuff mm. in the late nineties. Um, the versatility of those guys, and Dana again, like mm. It, mm. it's it's so it's hard, isn't it? Because Dana is kind of lost a little bit, mm. and he he's is, kind yeah. of underrated. Well, actually, I'm fine. But that I'm whole master of disgu- that, that whole master of disguise thing, it was mm. just like, what, dude? You're trying to. You, it's it's like he's trying real hard, yeah, to prove that he is. That he can do all these voices and do all these tricks. And it's just yeah. like, dude, you're doing too much. Like, pick one. Yeah. You know. I actually mm. uh, purchased a little present for Alexi Toliopoulos. <gasps> he may already what? know what it is, but uh, <gasps> because I sent him a photo of it already because I couldn't yeah. contain mean, the secret anymore. You mean you've you've spent more than 33 cents? <laughs> I've spent $5 on <gasps> oh, uh, Saturday Night Live, the best of Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Oh, my God. It's still sealed. Oh, it's still sealed. It's the original one. Yep, so wow. we can uh, put a photo wow. of that up on the Facebook page, but uh, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can carve it up about that. Oh maybe. boy, I'm going to hand it over to those covered it up boys. And make <laughs> yeah, a yeah, podcast yeah. about it. So Very yeah, exciting. I'm totally in agreement with you on that. That Dana is kind of he was the golden child of SNL. Yeah, is what we know now. He was the guy who could do it all. Who could do super voices, funny characters, mm. and I think he and Mike are so good together. They've both got that understanding of that kind of suburban rock world. Because mm. I always think the iconic Dana Carvey bit is chopping broccoli, and I think that is yeah. so in the same vein as what Mike was doing with Wayne. And I think that's yeah. why that marriage works so well. Yeah, and there, yeah, there just is no Wayne's world without. Without Dana, like he's such an integral mm. part of that. Of that of and because you're you're a bit of a comedy nerd like us, I can imagine when you're first getting to watch some SNL stuff when you're mm. younger, it would have been a full fantasy of you to be on that show. Mm. Uh, a hundred and bit. Uh, still, yeah, still, I, uh, yeah, it's exactly and that was the thing it was like that's what i want to do yeah mm. that's what i want to do with my life just weekly characters characters and you know i loved and around that time sandler's coming out as mm-hmm. well and he's doing music and yeah was, and so when i first started in in stand-up i did characters and and mu- i did the scottish rap <gasps> i've seen it i don't want to brag but i uh, i won red faces yes um, baby oh, okay yeah. But all that didn't get gonged. No, didn't get. Uh, did get gonged. Okay, but nice. got a but just but got a seven. Oh, off, off red from red. Yeah. yeah, that's high praise from red. Yeah, we got a nine uh, from Chris Anstey, the basketball player. We got an eight off Billy Piper. Oh God, and I love Billy from Piper. Doctor Who. From Doctor Who, and we got a Honey seven. Honey to the Bee. Honey Wait. to the Bee. Yeah. It's you for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which was the song that she was singing on the show. That I night. had the biggest crush on Billy Piper. Yeah, oh, and me still too. do. Oh no, Mike didn't work that night. She went to sing oh. Honey in the Bee and they had oh, to start no. again. 
I had to start again oh, at Dell style. Oh, no. And, um, and it's, but actually, it was weird because if you watch the video, she puts the, she puts the eight the wrong way around. So it's actually infinity. Wow. Oh, wow. That's the highest we, score on Red Faces. Yeah, you Red made Faces. it. We totally did. <laughs> um, but the reason why we did that, and I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted, where I was going to talk about this, but it, kind of, it ties in. So where I lived on the Gold Coast, 46 Marbella Drive. My parents are still mm-hmm. there. Pay them a visit. All right. Um, <laughs> tell them Mike checks in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're a couple of horny babies. Uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Eastgate, you guys home? <laughs> but at 47 Marbella Drive, there, there was an American family that moved in. And the husband of the family was an actor called Whip Hubley. Hmm. Um, which I think is the best. Great name. <laughs> the best name for it's, an American actor. Yeah. Whip, Whip Hubley. Whip. Whip. I'm whip hubly. Whip hubly. <laughs> whip hubly. Whip hubly. Um, and if you just oh, you, say the middle it? part, it's pube, which is yeah. cool. <laughs> and that's just something for the little horny babies out there to take home. <laughs> whip publy. <laughs> whip hubly. <laughs> what do we know um, whip hubly from? Whip Hubley, uh, in when he was there uh, at 47 Marbella Drive, he was the... Um, Father in Flipper in the, oh. new, in the new Adventures of Flipper Whip from Flipper Whip from Flipper, <laughs> uh, but he's he's best known as Hollywood uh, in Top Gun. Oh, oh no, kidding! Yeah. And he's also he's in Executive Decision. Yep, uh, yep. with Easy. Steven Seagal with no um, Kurt Russell. Oh right, and so he's one of the uh, he's one of the the SEAL Team Six or whatever it is that that take down the plane and save the president and all that sort oh, of stuff. Whip. Whip. He's a pretty heavy, pretty heavy dude. But the thing that blew me away was that, so my sister was their babysitter and she came home and she, and she told me that the lady, Whip's wife. Mrs. Hubley. Mrs. Hubley um, was the um, associate producer of Wayne's World. She's the first name in the credits. Really? As the movie finishes, <laughs> really? her name is the first name in the credits. <laughs> so I fucking lose my shit, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Dinah Hubley, yeah, um, or Dinah Minow is is what her uh, her professional name was. Yeah. She was an executive. She was talent executive on SNL. She was an associate wow. producer on SNL. Oh my god! She was associate producer of Wayne's World, Wayne's World Two, uh, Black Sheep. Oh wow! Um, we just talked about that. Just, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, um, Tommy Boy and Al Franken's one, Stuart. Oh, Stuart Stu- Little. Stu- no, Stuart Small. Stuart Smalley. Small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do they get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> no one really noticed, <laughs> to be honest. Um, that's um, a so huge yeah. connection. So it's huge. So that's like, huge. <clears throat> we used to play cricket in that bit of street and wow. chuck the ball and say "game on, game off" on her, <laughs> on her driveway. Oh my you God. know what I mean? And do you so, know what she thought about that? Did she touch by it? Well, Did she. Yeah, she. Oh, yeah. It was. She's. She's a tough kind of New York hmm. lady. Like she, she just doesn't get sentimental about yeah. that kind of stuff like I did. But then, so obviously, so I'm like, you know, to my sister, I'm like, you got to get, you got to get me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> if I can just get in the if room, I just got to get I'll in the room. With do the Eastgate thing, <laughs> and and, uh, and I went over and and I spoke to her, and then she came and saw me do uh, stand up. She came and saw me at um, I was at that point. Uh, I was working at Crazy's Comedy Restaurant, mm. um, 
which was a, was a seminal moment in mm. my in my career. I've worked in comedy restaurants as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. Uh, but get your so, chops up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Singing, dancing, chops mm. as well. Chopping, serving them, just serving chopping. lamb chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually serving <laughs> lamb chops. <laughs> anyway, so she came down one night and she actually brought uh, uh, John Paul Langbrook. Hmm. Who uh, Kate Langbrook's brother, oh, yeah. who became the Premier of Queensland? <laughs> okay. Weirdly enough, <laughs> this is a big... I love a name drop. God <laughs> damn it! This is a heavy God hitting room in there. We're going to need to sweep this floor up afterwards with all the names. <laughs> oh, where's Robin Williams again? <laughs> oh God! So many names, so few pockets. They just fall out. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, so look. Long story short, she was like, "Look, I really like." You as a performer, you should get on SNL. You should try and do this. Let me help you out with that. She's like, get me a show reel. And I'm like, fucking a what? Hmm. Like, I'm 18. I have no idea how to hmm. do any of this sort of shit. So I went on Hey Hey hmm. and gave her the Hey Hey tape. And then yeah. she, she asked for a biography. And, hmm. I, and I had no idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I've given her a photo album. Oh, with, oh my God. with lots of pictures of me that is and, so good. and a story about my life <laughs> where I'd grown up <laughs> and what subjects I excelled at at school. Oh, that is so good. But that's the way to do it. Still, when people ask for a bio, I write like, like three a, lines. Like a leather-bound, yeah. leather-bound photo album. It was, it was, it was like huge. Publication quality oh, is so good. With certificates for drama <laughs> in it. And my fucking... The original. Oh, my certificate <laughs> from NIDA Winter School, 1994. Oh, God, that oh is so God. good. Oh, my if God. If only that got into the hands of Lorne. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know what she said. And she was she was talking, she was talking about hate. She's like, and I'll get Bernie Brillstein. And we'll get oh, my God. Like, Number oh, one. Blah, 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 blah. So, anyway, so they ended up leaving and they went back to, uh, went back to LA. Mm. And I ended up getting a very severe heroin addiction. And I <laughs> because they left, because right? they so it's left. her fault. It's your fault, Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> and whip and whip, whip and Dinah. Well, we whip didn't mind a joint back in the day. We used to, we used to go and smoke some, smoke some, smoking mm. joints with whip. Mm. Um, but it was great because I was like, I was, it, it, I felt so close to it all. Yeah. And then, and then it was like, fuck, man, I was on and off. Heroin and fucking ecstasy and yeah. fucking crystal meth had just came out, hmm. and so you know, like I was shooting crystal meth and all this sort of crazy shit. Mm. This is like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand even. So, so like spyo shagged me kind of era. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. People need that for yeah. their timeline to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So I would write to her yeah. like on these drug binges. Oh my oh, god! All these big long winded fucking emails about what I was doing Uh-oh. and all the, all this shit that I was. You're up just to. updating the bio. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can you please print this out and stick it in the leather bound book? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. But anyway, so around that time is when I was doing... I was playing Austin Powers. At, yes. At Movie World. This is why we were like, we yeah. got to get Dave on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm like... So, I'm writing to her. I'm going, you know, here's a video of me. Like, and I'd, I'd send her these videos of me playing Austin Powers at Movie World and fucking... Yeah. And then I eventually gave up... Uh, just to round off that, that chapter, mm. that, that diner thing, is that I ended up visiting them in 2004... And uh, and she was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry that I filled your head with all that shit." Like, yeah. She she was like, 
I was out of the business by that stage. I was raising kids. I really didn't have the connection there as uh, anymore kind of mm. thing. Hmm. It was like, you know, it was... And so we still keep in touch and she's... I'm still sending her updates. <laughs> <laughs> so One day she's going to send it all back and you can just print it off. Yeah. Do you think that she was genuinely a, a fan of your... Like she liked your oh, work? She, yeah, and she, she liked did. having yeah, that sort did. of relationship with you as like a almost a mentor figure? Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And But... It was one of those things where, and what I said to her was, I wasn't ready for that. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. just, I, I, I thought a bio was a fucking yeah. photo yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's on the fucking Gold Coast. Like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of these big flash Sydney boys. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> so I just had no idea. So, yeah. So it was kind of, that was kind of it. But then, yeah, doing fucking Austin Powers at, at Movie World. Now every, that... Every day. See, now great. that is... I'm so glad we've just chronologically mm, made our way yeah. to that point in your life too. Mm. Because that... Look, you're in rarefied air, okay? Because to <clears> my <throat> knowledge, before I knew that you'd played Austin Powers at Dreamworld, only three actors had yep. ever portrayed the famous... The famous character of Austin Powers. Obviously, we've got Mike Myers. Right. He, uh, Mike he's Myers is one. a great actor. Yeah, he's all right, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's really cool. he's, he. I'd say he originated the role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he created the role. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise <clears throat> has. Portrayed oh yes, Austin he has. Powers he in, has in Austin Pussy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron Himmelstein has played a young Austin Powers in the yes, flashback right. sequences. Yeah. And then we can add a fourth name to that: Dave Eastgate. <laughs> And also that little baby from the one scene as well. Do you want to count him? Yeah, yeah chuck him in there. Yeah. That was so you, five. Yeah. yeah, that was little me. That looks was... exactly like me now. <laughs> it's that baby, little fat baby with glasses. That's exactly what I look like. So you were, you worked at Dreamworld. You were a performer, like a street performer mm, yeah. type there. Yeah. I, stunt, I did stunts. And you well. did, did stunts. The, the yeah. Stranger stunt show. Is that where you started at the stunt show? I started in the stunt show when I was 16. Oh, oh my God. So I was the youngest, youngest member of the stunt show. The Maybe stunt for some listeners that don't know what Movie World is. Oh, Movie Dream World. World. Well, Dream World first. Oh, yeah. Dream World first. And Dream and World. Then Dream World then to Crazy's Comedy Restaurant yep. for six months. <laughs> And then I quit that because I couldn't do stand-up because it was yep. always at night. Oh, so yeah. I, and then went to Movie World. And that's the normal path for stand-ups in Australia. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for us, this is well-trodden territory. But uh, Movie World is Hollywood on the Gold Coast, mm. if you don't mm-hmm. know. It is basically it is, yeah. a theme park, Warner Brothers yeah. theme. So like Batman, yeah. scooby Dooby Doobies. And, when, and when, when we say Hollywood, like, like the... The really scummy parts of mm, Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all... mainly casting couches. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all just a mixture of like Grauman's Chinese theatre and Universal Backlot. That's yeah, all it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So but when it's... you when you started, you I presume you'd played other characters before you got to play Austin. Mm-hmm. You got to take on the Crush Red Velvet, as yep. it were. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Now, where did you start? How did where did you start? What characters were you playing first? Uh, Bugs Bunny. Okay. Um, right. So you're in the full mask Sylvester, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. Okay, because oh. it was one of those things. Like at at Dreamworld, you know, I was the I was the I was the king of the hill. Yeah, mm. imagine. I was, I was, you know, I was in the stunt team, and then you know, crazies on the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Movie world, you have to start at the bottom. Yeah, you, you, know, start you, have, to, you have to work. You have to. Of course, you didn't have you your bio to hand yeah, off. Yeah, I didn't, them, so I didn't know what. You only had that one copy of <laughs> your yeah. bio. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my best actor certificate <laughs> from the Southport School. Um and uh, yeah, so bugs all those. So you do all them, and then mm-hmm. I did um, 
uh, Police Academy warm up. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that would have been an interesting gig. It was an interesting gig. Yeah, yeah, miming and kind of as the ushering the crowd in and kind of doing little stupid little. So you're getting your chops up with how it's hard to, to it's interact. Hard, it's hard to mime people. on the on on a podcast, but and show you what I did. But yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, and then yeah, got an opportunity to audition for uh, Austin. You had to audition. Yeah. What did you have to prepare? A monologue. You just had to do Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just had to do an impression of Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So can you do some? <sighs> I don't want to know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I feel under pressure. You just, yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, baby, do I make you horny? Yes. Do he just snapped oh, back into it, guys. Yes, you are making me freaking horny right now. The answer is yes, a thousand times yes. <laughs> but then they, they, they molded teeth. So there was this oh dentist. God. There was this, oh, what a, you know, like, I don't know what you call someone who molds teeth, but a t- dentist, maybe whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like focusing dental on technician. that detail. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just Google it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, click, 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 click. Yep, dental technician. <laughs> you nailed it. Anyway, so he's he and he did them for free because he was such a or maybe for Whoa. some t- just for some tickets to <laughs> Movie World. He made like because I think there was three or four guys that that did Austin, mm-hmm. and so we all had an individual pair of teeth mm. made for us. Oh and, my goodness! And he was just such a Movie World fan that all he wanted was was tickets and kind of <laughs> did them for free. So we went up and did the whole molding thing and. And then, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you just go to work and fucking be Austin. And in the morning, we would do a parade, <clears throat> just just Austin, mm. with some dancers all in. Sort all of in. like the opening sequence? Basically the oh, opening wow. sequence. And, that, and those moves and the... Yeah, really. Yeah. Dancing down the street. 
<clears throat> and then I think we'd do that twice a day and you'd also be in the big parade with all the other characters yeah. and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, I have a question because Austin and <clears throat> listeners of this show will know this, is horny. Yes. Mm. Now, when you're performing at a theme park oh, with man, children it's around. The fuck. Well, I was about to say, it's the fucking best. And then you're like with kids. Like, oh, no, it's, no, that's not the good part. No. Wait, did you have to tone down the horniness when you're around kids? Yes, no. I mean, when you. It's a. It's a. Fairly family friendly movie. He yeah, doesn't get yeah. too. You know, he's not getting his cock out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But. But the best part was we would do in between these parades and these shows, you would do just meet and greets. Yeah. yeah. So you're just hanging out on the street being Austin. Yeah. And oh, it's the fucking best fun. Uh, honestly, it was the it was just the fucking best fun in the world. Like, I think so to much. be Austin Powers would be so freeing. Oh, yeah. Was it's it? amazing. Oh, totally. And and just the amount of sexual harassment that I bet. That you were subjected to. I bet. Yeah. Oh my god! Just women just grabbing you. Yeah. And you know, want like and going, <laughs> oh, you make me so horny, and you know all that <laughs> sort of stuff. And you know, getting photos with chicks. Yeah. And uh, well, when I say chicks, like old lady tourists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the hottest of, of chicks. But you got to take what you. You got to take what you can get. Exactly. When I worked at a theater restaurant, I had <clears> to play <throat> Captain <clears throat> Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and it just when people have had just a few too many drinks and yep. they see like the outline of someone who right. Johnny Depp played <laughs> in their brain they're like that's Johnny Depp and yeah. or, or in your case Austin Powers oh he's horny that's yeah. cool I'll go hang out with the horny character <laughs> yeah, totally. and just grab his ass all the time oh all the time yeah all the time it was yeah it was great now I want to ask you some actor based questions okay. when it comes to getting into the role. Getting into character as Austin. Now, famously, Mike Myers claimed that the character of Austin was inspired by his father. Now, did you pull into some... Sorry, his father. Did you pull from some emotional truths in order to become the character of Austin Powers? Yeah. Yeah. Where did you delve into your emotional psyche? Um, I... uh, I would arrive at Movie World yep. at 8 a.m. Okay. And I would just take some time out mm-hmm. to just think about my father <laughs> um, and what it would be like to have a father that that you actually liked. Sure, sure. Yeah. Daddy was They were very close. Yeah. yeah. Mike yeah. and his father were very close. Yeah, they were. So I had to imagine what that would be like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Having a father who loved you. <laughs> Turns out pretty good. Yeah, it was great. It was actually very therapeutic. Um, yeah, no. No, I would fucking be... Mate, I think I even did it on acid one time. Like, I was oh just... My God. I was so <laughs> fucked up, man. I would, be, I would rock into work, just like... I hadn't slept, been out all night. Fucking. When you did it on acid, is it true that you recreated the opening scene from Austin Powers 2, where you did it fully naked? <laughs> just quickly running from object to object to shield your dick behind it? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Like lollipops and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's that movie well. So the angles weren't great. It's all just Dagwood dogs that you can hide yeah. behind as well. <laughs> Little and Pluto children. pups. Yeah. <laughs> what was the Austin costume like? What was it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was 
fairly cheap shoes. I remember that. <laughs> Very Square toed leather shoes. Fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah. They would hurt like, yeah. at the end of the day, dancing on concrete. Oh yeah. Thing. Did they have heels? Like, were they boots? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah. Beetle boots. It was, yeah, it was all, and it was all kind of, you know, it was, it was all replica on the on the thing. You had a wig mm-hmm. and the glasses and the teeth, yeah. and the transformation was yeah complete. It was, it was complete. <laughs> yeah. Did that you have the the male symbol <laughs> necklace? The whole kit and caboodle. Oh, and the red, but that. the red, the red yeah. suit. Yeah. yeah. Did it trap heat important. in there? Yeah, yeah, it was very sweaty. in the blaring sun oh, of yeah. a gold oh, coast. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was, it was. Oh and you God. had to do full dance sequences as well. Yeah, and just sweating crystal meth, like because <laughs> <laughs> because I'd been up all night writing an email to Donna Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But uh, but it would rotate, so you would only do. Um, I'd do it maybe once or twice a week, yeah, mm. and then and then you know then I'd be in Bugs Bunny or I'd be at, at um, Police Academy. But yeah, the other guys that did one guy who did it, uh, a guy called John Blunt, mm. and he is now actually a Freddie Mercury really? impersonator. Oh, really? Yeah, man, like the best. In fact, he was recently in a in a like documentary um, uh, biopic about Freddie Mercury. It was on like. I want to say like Channel Four mm. in the UK yeah, or something right. like that. Wow. So yeah. like it's it's um, yeah. In fact, yeah. Google Google John Blunt, Freddie mm. Mercury, and he's fucking a genius. But he used to play, he used to play Freddie. He used to play Roy Orbison, who he was oh, brilliant wow. at. Oh wow. yeah. Like, who, who, so this guy's got good range. Oh, he's yeah. fucking amazing. Um, an amazing singer and an amazing impressionist. But wow. his and his Austin was the fucking best man. Like he was. That's so funny that because his I guess that's the two paths mm. you can go down if that's where you begin, where you you are an impressionist mm. sort of for life, mm. and you just go down that route of becoming an impressionist or yeah. a. Um, like a tribute act or yeah, something? Yeah, well, he's full-time Freddie Mercury. He's the, yeah. uh, his band is called Killer Queen. Oh, wow. And check him out. They are f- that It's phenomenal. But you went down a different path. Mm. You kind of... You <clears throat> started becoming, I guess, a, ca- a character actor, a mm. comedy character. Well, that was it. Like, a stand-up. Because I, I didn't want to just pretend to be Austin Powers. Mm. I wanted to be Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in, and so, yeah, it was like, how do I do this? What do I do? Hmm. And it was stand-up. That was it. It was hmm. like, I've got to do stand-up and I've got to do characters in stand-up and all that sort of stuff. And and so that's that was my whole focus. I didn't want to be a stand-up stand-up. I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Like yeah. That was, sketch comedy was all that I was interested in, in eventually doing. My plan was this. Be, become famous as a stand-up, mm-hmm. then get into sketch comedy, and then get into the serious... Acting uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, the sketch yeah, yeah. comedy, and uh, it didn't quite work out like that. Well, so it's that going I, that way, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's, it's still... kind of. Well, basically, <clears throat> I'm still not famous for stand up <laughs> or, or, or <laughs> sketch because <laughs> the sketch shows that I've done, nobody fucking watched. Um, oh, come on, you've got fan- you must have fans from those shows. Oh, a little girl came up to me recently. She's about twelve, and she came up and she tapped me on the shoulder and she said. Um, 
Excuse me, hmm? you look like the man from Open Slather. <laughs> Is it really you? <laughs> and it's like the fucking only time I've ever been recognised from Open Slather. And I was just like, I nearly cried. I just held this shot. And her parents were like, okay, it's time to go now. I'm going, no, totally. It's not him. It's not him. (laughs) But no, yeah, no, I did. Look, I I, I did get to do sketch comedy and I did, I have, I I have done all the things that I, that I did set out to do. And you'll continue to do uh, And I mean, then I'm, yeah, yeah, hopefully. For, I've been I, with you. I, yeah, I talking wanna, like this is the... I don't want to be like, oh, yeah. I've been on Doctor Doctor now. I am done. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I made it. I'm going back to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Here's my buyer. I've um, been with you and you've been recognised from things. I swear I've been with you. Obviously, I've been... Weirdly, I reckon the weirdest one, and I guess it must be so commonplace for you now is that I've been out with you and you've been recognized from X Factor. Yeah, that's the fuck. Yeah, exactly. That's I crazy. Get, that's that shits me. <laughs> <laughs> I get recognized well, people listening here go yeah. who, who the fuck is this guy? Well, I do one of the gigs I do is is warming up like X Factor and the voice and so you think you can dance and all that. Are you getting recognized yeah, from Dr. Doctor now? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, you were nominated for a Logie. I was. I voted for you. Thank you. Me too, just to let the record show. Thank you. So did my dad. Yeah, well, no, there you go. No, he did. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> my mum voted for you, so there you go. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, you got one from Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Yeah, she's done it. <laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> so much. It's a bit of an ordeal doing that whole voting thing. You have to go through all a of them. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every was, category. Especially oh, that's why I really appreciate yeah. it if you did. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I think it's I, worth it when you've got a few mates that yeah, are yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I'll do them the solid. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. This year, I was like, all right, I know about five people that are nominated. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just do the whole thing. <laughs> I voted for myself. Yeah, you got to several times under different aliases. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Okay, because you've done you've done some. Australia doesn't really give sketch that much of a chance, mm. but you've gotten to do it on a few different programs mm. now, like Elegant Gentleman's Guide Elegant. to Knife Fighting. Obviously, Open Slather. You were part of Wednesday Night Fever, which mm-hmm. I guess was the closest. That we've come to an SNL type yeah. show, yeah. Instead in- of SNL, it was a WNF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you how do you feel about um? How did that feel getting to do though? Getting to sort of live out a childhood. Amazing. Journey? Yeah. 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 Uh, in, yeah. You can't put it. In. And the best part about Wednesday Night Fever was that we I wasn't just in the sketches. I was the house band yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, I was I was poorly. That is sort of the dream gig. Oh man, it's it's yeah. I. Honestly, For you, because you get yeah. you get to do exactly what you said at the start, which is blend like comedy and metal, like and and full rock stuff. A hundred percent. That's like a, that seems like on paper. If it was the Dave Eastgate show, mm. that's what you would do. Yeah. You'd be oh. playing music and yeah. you'd be doing sketches. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get this show up and running. Yeah, I know. Oh, so here's that. So so my band Boner Contention mm-hmm. at our weekly gig at Frankie's Pizza doing the um, karaoke. We do. Uh, ballroom Blitz. Yes. Yes. We Crucial do. Taunt. Um, we, oh, what's the other one we do? Uh, obvi- oh, Feed My Frankenstein. Yes. All Wayne's World songs. Yeah. I love that and, song. And uh, 
and obviously Samara Smith in there. Uh-huh. Well, we don't do Bohemian Rhapsody. You can't do it. No, too hard. Too don't, much. You do Foxy Lady. I swear I've seen you do Foxy Lady. Oh, so that was that was the other one. Foxy yeah. Lady. Yes. Yeah. I've got a Foxy yeah. Lady fact to bring up that we've never talked about on the podcast. Uh-huh. The dream woman, Garth's dream mm. woman in the movie, mm. beautiful lady. Can you look her up? I can't remember her name right now. <laughs> sure. But she has a connection to Saturday Night Live as well. Right. She is Dan Aykroyd's wife. Oh, For many, shit. many years. Still yeah. together to this day. Oh, really? Yes. Dream. Oh, there's a whole wiki page on the Wayne's World wiki <laughs> oh for this character. Uh, her name is Donna Dixon. Donna Dixon. Donna Dixon. Mrs. Dan Aykroyd. Wow. Lucky, lucky boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's done all right for himself, old Dan. It's a pretty decent... I mean, it's... For a character that only has one line, she's got a fairly decent wiki page. Yeah. Her only line yeah. is, I love you, Garth. And that's great. God, we got to get an entry on the Wayne's oh, World wiki page. Oh, this is actually sad. This, the, the final line of the, of the bio for this character, Dream Woman, is, Strangely, Dream Woman isn't in Wayne's World 2, maybe because Donna Dixon wasn't available, or because Garth lost interest in her. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, God. So fickle. I know. Oh, it's, breaking, it's breaking imaginary hearts everywhere he goes. How rude is that? Oh, my God. Before we start wrapping up, I'd love to talk to you more about some other Mike Myers stuff. Yes. So, the first time we talked about you on this podcast was in right. direct relation to, I think, one of the sketches that we were kind of mixed on. Because mm. it was one that we loved, but we felt uh, weird saying that we loved it, mm. uh, which is the Japanese game show sketch yeah. uh, from Saturday Night Live. I think it's seriously it's one of the best sketches. I love it. But mm. I, I can understand other people have said to us mm. that they reckon it's, I don't know, offensive Dated, or yeah. something. But I, I can't. I mean, Mike is is speaking... Japanese. He's. You said he speaks actual Japanese. He's. Everybody is speaking actual Japanese. Yeah. It? So, yeah. I, I lived in Japan for five years, and I speak fluent Japanese, and uh, and I can verify that they are actually speaking Japanese. Alec Baldwin is speaking the best. Japanese. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. What does Kwaki Supi Nipu mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I can't even think <laughs> what that might be. Right off the top of my head. I can't believe um, Baldwin. It's so crazy that Baldwin has been such a staple of SNL for so yeah. long, and is now basically a cast member of that show. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. probably done more eps than like Jenny Slate ever did. <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah. has. He's just been around for so long. It's so mm. good. Yeah, and so you would imagine that he's also he'd done he would have done hundreds of well maybe not hundreds but dozens of press junkets mm. in Japan so he's probably got the most experience with it mm. but Japan Japanese is is quite easy to bluff yeah if you don't know what you're saying but you can because it's all phonetic mm. um, which English isn't mm. isn't a phonetic language and neither is uh, you know and Chinese is, is probably you know the hardest mm. language to bluff but Japanese is just is very straightforward phonetic so yeah they're all. I mean, they're all obviously reading off cue cards, but it's it's definitely Japanese, and I I loved it. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, God, it's not for me to say what's racist and what isn't, but at, I guess give it, it a shot. A, it was a di- <laughs> <laughs> let's make it definitive. It let's di- all go around. Yeah, and say different what- time, and and I think like I think there's a potentially. I mean, oh, fuck, I could be wrong. Who knows in this day and age? But um, the Japanese, I 
would suggest, I'm speaking on behalf of Ooh. the people of Japan, <laughs> I don't think they'd be offended by that. In fact, um, Japanese people will do, they, they do long nose mm. instead of yellow face or black face. Mm. They do long nose. Oh my God. So they put on these big noses <laughs> and pretend to be Western. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's like, and they'll talk like no, this. This is, this is, so my friends used to do, um, English. Yeah. But like making it up, so mm. it'd be like this. Oh, Sam, man, how come how quiz are real? Man, man, look, man, yeah, well, how yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Um, and you know, is that racist? I don't know. I think it's pretty fucking funny. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, where I've kind of come to with that sketch is, I think at the time it would have been quite cutting edge mm-hmm. because yeah. it is like quite oh, a really a sketch. hard sketch to do. It's a concept on Saturday so, Night oh, Live. And Farley is just he's amazing. He's just a revelation in that sketch. Oh my yeah. god! And I think as well, it's a sketch <laughs> all about communication. Yeah. And I think what when you've done the the Japanese character when I've seen you MC Fuck right. Club and yeah. stuff like that I think that's what it has in common is that sketch is all about communication mm. trying to get stuff uh, get uh, jo- not just jokes but mm. uh, character across to an audience yeah. that have no verbal context for it at all so yeah, yeah. just to clarify to the horny <laughs> babies I think we did talk about this in episode one and I'm, I swear to god we've talked about this on many other podcasts yeah. as well uh, Dave has sometimes emceed or performed entirely in Japanese to rooms full of people that don't speak Japanese mm. and it is still somehow like the funniest thing It's one of the funniest things I've ever you've seen, ever I seen think. because yeah. all the jo- all the like cues that you get come from just picking it up over yeah. the course of time that you're on stage. I've seen you do mm. it a bunch of times. Mm. And every time it's like a pure joy, especially watching the audience start to figure out what things must mean mm. and um, mm. you're based off your body language and your tone of voice and stuff like that. It's the it's so good. That's what... When I first moved to Japan, I would watch Japanese comedy mm. and and their stand-up is all double acts. Mm. Uh, it's the opposite to over here. It's very rare that you'll get a, a single performer doing, mm. doing stand-up. Um, and just watching them interact with each other and watching the status and and just you you it was hilarious yeah i loved watching it i loved feeling their their rhythms their cadence the the tension the the status all that sort of stuff you can you know 70 percent of communication is non-verbal so Mm. you know there's you can yeah you can get a lot out which is yeah and that that sketch of mike's in particular i reckon (laughs) it's like it's almost pure Mike because yeah. Yeah. he knows that the audience doesn't understand what he's saying, yeah. but he's still being him yeah. just through another language or yeah. through a filter. It, it, it has all the things that Mike does, the kind of like shit jokes that he then laughs at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the faces and the, the faces, the mugging. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh all, my it's God. All, we don't know what he's saying, but yeah. you get it. You're like, yeah. oh, he's, that's classic Mike right yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. Exactly. Totally is is 
what makes that sketch so Farley makes it so magical because he's yeah. your he's your connection your yeah. surrogate yeah isn't but, it the best it's like the I love best that it's none reveal. of it's yeah that mm. none of it is is, yeah. is subtitled yeah. yeah and the reveal yeah when he goes um I don't know yeah what that's is. like the one of the great sketch reveals because the sketch has been going for like a minute yeah, by that yeah, point yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's been no English and then when you finally get to him and he doesn't speak Japanese mm. it's like like one of the greatest written sketches I've got to say it's so good and I think as well another really clever thing about that sketch in regards to Mr. Farley is that he keeps on yelling to his wife that we don't see but we are the wife where they're going like I can't help you at all I'm so sorry I'm trying to think what's the wife's name is it Marjorie or something oh god I can't is it Diane I don't know (laughs) (laughs) call the call the embassy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh it's so good but i can see uh some of mike's dna in you especially like when i see you do the japanese stuff mm. that's the most clear because it's the broadest you are, thing you would do yeah I'd you're say. communicating yeah. uh yeah through ways other than language and it's so like that's like pure comedy it's like clowning in a way like the yeah. way that you perform and that's something that mike has yeah that you would have in common with him i guess um, I'm flattered. Uh, I don't know what to say. But clowning is, yeah, clowning. I I like to think of myself as a, as a clown. I have been a clown. I have done the full. My best friend is a clown in the Moscow Circus. Oh, really? Yeah, Goldie. Uh, now he's moved over to Hudson Circus. Goldie the clown. He was the clown at Dreamworld. There's a statue of him at, at Dreamworld. Wow. Really? You haven't yeah. got a statue there. Oh, I didn't get a statue. Nah, there. that's no, bullshit, but I did, dude. But I did learn a lot about clowning from Goldie the clown. From Goldie. And I also... Yeah. We've got to get a statue of you at Frankie's or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe made our pizza. That'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I think as well with your... um, The way that you perform stand-up as well, where it's like all very musical. When you have Mm. the the guitar, you've got... it's, It's... What I love about it is that it is like you're watching a heavy metal show that just happens to be super funny. And I think of when you're performing that way, another part of like the mic element, we already know that Austin Powers started out as that, as a front man mm. Mm. Uh, to a band mm. when he was testing out the character for yeah. Ming-T. And I think what you do that's similar to that is that it is so... It's like very like earnest because you're putting all of your energy into it and that shows in the character and it's you trying really hard as well mm. and trying really hard to be cool, which I think mm. is another mic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Mic touch. I've never even thought about that. Well, we're academics you know? now. We're, not, <laughs> we're no longer comedians. We're just academics of the work of There's, one comedian. Yeah, I guess there, there is a lot of, there is a lot of mic DNA mm. in, in, I, in me. Um, Oh, behave. (laughs) (laughs) Showing. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's others, but certainly that's, you know, he was definitely one of my biggest influences. Yeah. And Dana as well. Yeah. Just the versatility of Dana Carvey is just, yeah. Underrated. I think that's why uh, maybe people, focus on Mike more. I mean, do they? It's just us. But, uh, <laughs> because he is that, he is, does have that leading man thing, that pure creative type. Mm. Where I think Dana is such a wonderful actor and like an amazing chameleon as well. Mm. He's a comedic chameleon. And I think yes. that's a rare thing where someone can change their persona so much from character to character. Yeah. The other one is Farley. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Because mm. he's got that 
energy. Yeah. It's yeah. just so good. Mm. You know, that I fucking love Matt yeah. Foley is just oh, one of the best. great characters. Down, down by the river. So good. It's just written geez. by Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Is it? Right. Okay. That's so cool. good. Yeah, so man. Good. I can yeah. see that. He's a yeah. nuclear reactor of a, a yeah. performer. He's like always on the verge of blowing oh, up. Oh, blowing yeah. up. Exactly. It's just underneath the surface. Yeah, I channel, I channel a lot of Farley. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> mm. It's yeah. so interesting to see how people's SNL generation becomes such a huge influence for them. Mm. I think Cameron and I are a bit outliers and probably Clinton as well, where you know our generation was probably technically more like Will Ferrell, Tina yeah. Fey, mm. yeah. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. because we were comedy nerds from like the age of like four. We, mm-hmm. we tracked down these VHS tapes <laughs> of like the old school or the, the, once the, the bad boys of SNL, like Spade and Mike and... And Chris Eddie Farley, Murphy, yeah. Oh my, God. my most commonly rented video from uh, Video Easy was SNL 25, the 25th oh. anniversary. Ah, oh, yeah. It was just all sketches uh, of like it was basically what the 40th one just yeah. was. But um, a lot of Tom Hanks in there and Bill Murray and uh, Christopher Walken, yeah. Alec Baldwin, all that. Yeah, stuff. I loved it. Yeah, man, so oh. good. Well, maybe we need another. We need another sketch show. We need uh, Wednesday Night Fever. Didn't. Didn't last. We need another Where's one. Food, yeah. When's WNF40 going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing we've got to try and get up. An Aussie SNL. And that can be the title. <laughs> How about SNL Down Under? <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for joining us here on Mic thank Check. You, this was a, a dream thank episode you, for us. Oh, it's a dream episode for me, man. I'm so stoked to be a part of it. I love this podcast. Yeah. So oh. subscribe on iTunes and give it a uh, give it five stars. Five stars. Thank and, you so much. And in your five star review, don't forget to leave what you'd like our next super specific actor based spin off podcast to be. Uh, one suggestion that came in today from my very self was first in best dressed, uh, where we talk about the nanny and beautician <laughs> and the beast, the Fran Drescher Chronicles. Uh, but one from a fan that we got just the other day <laughs> is. The latest uh, specific actor-based podcast we've got comes from Dirty Dutchman. He says, next theme podcast should be Inside the Shakta's Studio, which reviews the movies of NBA <laughs> Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, in, in particular his magnum opus, Kazam, oh which is one that I would absolutely love to do. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, just a quick plug. Come down yeah. to Frankie's Pizza uh, every Tuesday night and sing Foxy Lady or Feed My Frankenstein. Oh, good move. This is the best lyrics in Feed My Frank. Have you, have you read... Well, I ain't evil. I'm just good looking. That's like my favourite opening line of the song. It's so good. There's so many... Quickly Google the lyrics of Feed My Frank's <laughs> night. It is just hilarious. So you've also got... Is your special still on iView? Oh, yes. My special is still on iView. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had a band. Part of Comedy Next Gen. And if you listen very closely, you can hear my voice saying your name at the start yes, of that. Yes, you can. <laughs> Cameron did open for Dave, full disclosure. Full disclosure, <laughs> and I introed you, and I really thought they were going to cut that out. But they left it in. And I did a pretty good scream at the start. I was like, <laughs> Davey's guy! <laughs> it was pretty good. So um, I didn't get paid for that, but um, <laughs> I'm going to put it in my, on my IMDb. Well, yeah, or yeah. in your bio. You can yeah, kind of... <laughs> Yeah, I've been um, scrapbooking a bio lately, and so I'm like, 
I might just put that on a USB and stick that in the book somewhere. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to plug while you're here? Um, uh, that no festival uh, runs oh, at all. Uh, I'm playing on the Gold Coast uh, this weekend, um, uh, Saturday the 11th. I don't know if this is going to be airing. Yeah, it'll yeah, be out yep. just then. Saturday the 11th um, at the Gold Coast Arts Centre. Uh, I'm in Brisbane on the 20th of April at the Powerhouse, um, mm-hmm. doing my show, uh, my new show, Appetite for Self Destruction. You'll just miss me. Oh, really? I leave on the 19th. Oh, damn. Mm. Oh, no. Bummer. Oh. I'm on the Gold Coast on the on the 19th, actually. Um, but uh, 27th, uh, 28th, 29th, and 30th of April at the Sydney Comedy Fest um, in the factory. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, for Appetite for Self-Destruction, check it out. Great title. Oh, my God. And Cameron, what have you <laughs> so got coming up? Well, I'll be in Brisbane from March 13 through to 19 at the Powerhouse doing my show 88. You can buy tickets at alist.com.au. And I'll be in Melbourne from the end of March to the end of April doing my Melbourne Comedy Festival run. Ooh. Also, buy tickets from alist.com.au and please come and be my friend. Uh, my tickets are available from alist.com.au as well. Yeah, because on. we have the same. Full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, you can also catch me at Greenlights Comedy Nights on the 31st of March. I'm hosting it. It's 10 bucks at the Gaelic Club at 8 pm. And we've got Mr. John Conway headlining this one. Oh, so great. come on down and hang out. Good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Mike Check. We're back again next week with another hot, beautiful episode. But stay tuned for right now. We've got a beautiful little song to Please sing us out. Sing out. Let's do these like that. We've got to get to here. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I ain't evil. I'm just good looking. Start a little fire. Baby, start cooking. I'm a hungry man. But I don't want pizza. I'll blow down your house. And then I'm going to eat you. You don't want to talk, so baby, shut up. And let me drink the wine from your fur teacup. Fur teacup? <laughs> no! Yeah! No! Oh, well, I am no veggie like my flesh on the bone. Alive and licking on your ice cream cone. Feed of mine, Frankenstein. Make my libido. He's a psycho. Feed of mine, Frankenstein. Hungry for love and it's feeding time. Yes, that oh, is great. Party oh, on. on. Touch my monkey. <laughs> it's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike Myers.